and welcome everybody to this episode of the Check Your Six podcast. We are light on collegiate topics this time around, but we have a couple guests this time, or at least one right now. We'll see if the second one catches up. I think he was up a little late, scrimming, scrimming hard, it looks like. But uh, right now we're joined by Jay-Z Wills. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm super excited. Now, I mean, you, you've really interacted with the show the last couple of weeks. You've left a few messages for Syntax and I talking about the coin flip on the map decider uh, topic, which has been one of the most discussed topics on, on the podcast this season. But on top of that, you've been busy with a whole bunch of casting going on for the various leagues going on. So, I mean, I, that's a brief overview, but let's let's talk about you and what your role is within the Rainbow Six community. Sure. I mean, uh, I played Siege for the first, like, year and a half, you know, back in the day, and then it kind of fell to the wayside, and I didn't really, uh, I kind of lost interest, but then, start of quarantine, one of my friends got a gaming PC, he got into Siege, and his addiction to the game kind of wrote me back in to play with him, um, I realized that I was just bad at the game and I couldn't aim. So, uh, you know, I decided, you know what would be more fun? Like trying my hand at, at casting if I could. So I started by casting some of his scrims because he wanted to get more competitive. Um, and that kind of just cascaded into um, what it is today, which is I have in just in two months since I've started casting, very brief, um, you know, stint so far in casting. But uh, since I started, I have... Uh, joined all the collegiate leagues and have my toes in the water just about every place. I now cast for some T3 leagues as well. So SCS, which is one of the more prominent um, T3 leagues with um, and SCL and a couple of upcoming leagues, SOAR Gaming League and others. Um, and I'm just getting onto the staff of those. Um, so I'm just super excited to to like continue to um, you know bring my style and my energy to collegiate siege, especially. Um, I've really enjoyed Collegiate Siege the most because something about those college rivalries just is uh, just fascinating. And while in, in T3 you have these orgs and they have their rivalries of their own, but it's just, I mean, it's its good old college college rivalries can't really be beat on any level. And um, over this, this last month, I've really enjoyed getting to know people in the community. That's why I reached out to you guys because I just really want to um, you know, get more involved and get to know some of these teams more um, as I cast them uh, repeatedly. I'm starting to get a feel for some of the team styles and and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess that's you know kind of how how I ended up here. <laughs> that's that's awesome that you've gotten so involved so quickly and that connection with a friend getting interested in the game is absolutely one of those things that ends up roping so many people into whatever game wow especially being popular right now mm -hmm. i've seen more people dipping their toes into wow either for the first time because everyone's pressuring them to or being like oh it's been years since i've played i should maybe try again but rainbow six and anyone who's got a competitive chip on their shoulder i could see being sucked in and wanting to play with their friends yeah, on that yeah. so welcome to the community for sure thank you I don't know if it's uh, surprising or unsurprising because of quarantine, but uh, uh, the new WoW expansion, Shadowlands, is the uh, it's become the fastest selling game, uh, I think of all time, PC, PC wise. I'm sorry, at least. 
yeah, I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, the game started like 15 years ago, and then everyone grew up, and now everyone who has careers is paying for their accounts, paying for their family accounts. Mm-hmm. They get to stay home and relive WoW and probably the best expansion that's come out in a long time. So, you know, I could see this being, being just a super popular game right now, absolutely, as indicated by sales. But oh. Also, uh, update here. Uh, looks like Jacuzzi is booting up his PC. I told him uh, to join us. So Rad. Okay. He'll be joining us pretty soon. So we'll get another intro there. But for now, we can keep things rolling. Now, while we wait for Jacuzzi, we can dive into maybe some collegiate discussion. We'll cover the Texas Tech University and the Grand Canyon University finals that were in the CEA Open League. Now, Jay-Z, you you actually casted the match. Why -hmm. don't you give us a little bit of a, a rundown of what you saw in that matchup, and we can dive into some topics. Sure. I mean... Uh, it was it was a really good a really good matchup, and I think everyone going into the match expected Texas Tech to kind of just steamroll their way through because you know if you look at their match history, the way they performed all season, they you know only went seven five like one time. Every other team was seven one seven zero seven two. They just destroyed their competition. So heading into you know the final, I expected them to do well. I think everyone did. But with GCU came out swinging, I think everyone was taken aback, and um, it was really great to see. Um, in terms of, you know, the overall progression of the match, I think the theme was Texas Tech swinging everything, and GCU figuring out slowly how to punish them for it. Um, and you know, by the end of the night, I think that simply was the way it it went. But the, the, the one thing I always talk about when I cast is how teams change mid-game uh, to adapt to the other team's play style. And that is, in my opinion, what separates, you know, the good teams from the better teams from Akron, you know? Like, you need to be able to adapt on the fly to what you're seeing out of your opponents and, uh, you know, make them make them pay for their mistakes or just, you know, figure out a way get those chinks in the armor and, f- and figure out a way to uh, to really make something uh, happen there. And I think that's exactly what GCU did and what Texas Tech failed to do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I 100% agree as well. The, the map one was really interesting to see GCU come out to such a strong lead when it's just like, one, it's Texas Tech, and then two, this is not how this map was supposed to play out. Coming out with what was it 5-1 before Texas Tech even got or 5-0 before Texas Tech even got around or 4-4-0 either way it was attacker attackers taking rounds that they shouldn't be taking and then Texas Tech flipped the script in the second half and again attackers taking rounds that they shouldn't have been and it was just done and map 1 swinging so hard i think was a real test to both teams mental strength but then also to oh, maybe we need to take this other team seriously. I think GCU was taking them seriously from the beginning, but GCU may not have been prepared for the lead that they started commanding and then couldn't find a way back to hold on to it. Now, Texas Tech finding a way back in 
turning it on, waking up, however you want to put it, was suddenly a force to be reckoned with, which was really impressive to see. Uh, but then to see that G GCU didn't lose that mentality going into map two and really did well there, but then in map three just cranking it up and winning seven to three on that last map, that was not at all what I expected. I completely agree with you where I was expecting Texas Tech to kind of walk all over GCU, GCU being kind of that mid to high tier uh, team the last several years. But then Texas Tech having a stellar showing and part of the Southern Belt that I just fear for any team going up against. But Texas Tech having such an amazing showing against Akron uh, just a few weeks prior in the CR6 League, that was probably the best match of the season, followed up by their matchup against UGA in the uh, Face It uh, preseason finals. But... Akron being challenged by Texas Tech really put them on the map. So when I saw GCU coming up, I'm like, I know GCU is good, but are they Texas Tech Akron good? And I I couldn't I couldn't believe how how the scoreline actually turned out. Like it it was close and at the same time not. The the commanding presence that GCU had on map three, it just looked they weren't toying with their enemy, but they just shut them down on every opportunity. Well, uh, you know, I think uh, there was a little bit of banter going on in the CR6, like, trash talk channels after the match. And uh, even though that's not where the game happened, but it's still where the trash talk went down. And um, Bait on Texas Tech uh, tried to defend his team by saying they hadn't practiced in weeks and they did great for not having practiced or something along those lines. But I think that simply is just an in indication how committed GCU were to the finals and how how much homework they did they were clearly well prepared um i mean and it makes sense i mean going into a final as the underdog you're the ones with the responsibility you have to do your homework you gotta prepare and i think texas tech kind of just real tried to rely on their gun skill as much as they could and i think on paper and what we saw texas tech's gun skill was simply better um you know buck and bait on texas tech buck has i think the highest kd um across all the collegiate leagues this entire season yep. um he has put up ridiculous numbers and bait as well and bait is also on a uh, pretty strong t3 roster called first attempt also known as dallas vendetta uh, going over a rebrand but but like these two players are extremely extremely talented and it definitely showed in the match but they tried to just take the rank style of play, the just try to just gun down GCU. That was all they really brought to the table. And while it worked at times when that aggression was unpunished or just too much for GCU to handle, GCU found the way to make those changes and just completely shut down really dumb decisions <laughs> at some points, um, you know, by Texas Tech. And I think that the winner i think they came out they 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 earned it they simply earned it because they were more prepared they played smarter they played more strategic and that's why i think gcu you know walked away with it at the end of the day the last thing that really like if texas tech hadn't practiced in weeks the one of the things that's going to th have thrown them off is that there was a patch 
that came in at the beginning of December. So not only was it that they hadn't played together, they hadn't played with any of the changes or really practiced hard with that. So yeah, that's just putting more of an uphill battle against them. But major kudos to GCU for coming out with what I would call a convincing win against Texas Tech. Because, I mean, as much as not practicing for a few weeks will throw you off, these guys were still Akron ready. So if they kind of degraded over time, they're still going to be better than the majority of the teams in the rest of the league. So huge congrats to GCU for coming out for that convincing win and kind of cementing themselves as a team to watch in the spring as we go into CR6, Face It, CEA, all of that. All those spring leagues are going to be just popping off with those guys. And I believe Texas Tech and GCU both qualified for the CEA uh, Invite League just by winning actually, their matches or they have they to have play to relegations. Go through relegations yeah they have a right. small relegations bracket they they both theoretically could qualify it's like the bottom two invite players or bottom four invite teams or something enter that bracket with them and then they uh duke it out but i, I do think it's almost a guaranteed um placement to invite simply because some of those invite teams um have completely fallen uh fallen by the wayside haven't really played a lot have really kind of fallen off the map a little bit um like uh, florida international um they disbanded their roster completely i think and then are trying to like put one back together um and i think that's going to be a pretty easy removal from invite for them if you're yeah. gcu or texas tech that's fair all right we got our second guest here jacuzzi welcome to the show oh no now we can't hear you muted uh, he's coming and of course discord does that lovely thing of reorganizing all the portraits after <laughs> someone turns on the camera oh, he's, oh, and he's coming back you probably got that discord bug hello oh there, there you go yeah hey this is a great introduction uh me being late for the first time sorry <laughs> i was up late streaming last night uh but yeah uh i guess i'm kind of right on time a little bit yeah yeah pretty much Hey, this uh, this is a lot more technical than I thought it was gonna be. Y'all are, y'all are talking about face it and all that. Uh, so oh no, that's all good. That game, did y'all watch that game that uh, he had sent to me in that uh, link before this happened? Okay. So Jay Z casted it. I watched it. Syntax, did you end up watching it? The the which one again? Texas Tech versus GCU. No, I did. I I didn't watch okay. it. Though. Okay. So, I mean, we, this was just a quick wrap-up. I wanted to make sure that we have time to get to our actual conversation of the state of the game coming from multiple perspectives. So, Jacuzzi, yeah. why don't you do a bit of an intro on who you are and what your role is within the Rainbow Six community? Okay. Um. So, it's kind of crazy because it does – it is starting to feel like I do have a role in the community now because, um, like – I started last year making Siege content. Um, all it was was literally me doing voiceovers over like tips and tricks, but it was like educating and entertaining at the same time. So that's why it kind of clicked. Um, just like, you know, angles and C4 spots and how to find your sensitivity, simple stuff like that. Um, I'm kind of trying to cater towards the silver to gold and low plat area because that's where I belong because I came from Xbox. So I'm not like, you know, somebody just super impressive. Like I'm not crazy. 
I'm like slightly above average, like a you know consistent plat to uh plat three to plat two player on console though. So uh yeah, my perspective is gonna be a lot different than like any of y'all's. I mean, I don't know. Do have any of y'all came from console or anything? Like um i mean i didn't come from console i i i've played on both systems right mm. um i used to be i used to be pretty good at console games but now i get on a console and uh it's like i, I miss shooting the broadside of a barn so um <laughs> is yeah. There, yeah that's just yeah. me on whatever platform I i'm on i just cannot shoot in rainbow six it's just <laughs> it's a foreign language to me yeah so the thing is, like, I, uh, bro, I had one account that was 250. I had another account that was 150. I had another account that was like 130 on Xbox. And now I'm on PC with a level 100 account. So I put a lot of time in this game. So that you is know, a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, the funny thing is, even with all this time, I still don't know everything because nobody can learn anything. Nobody can learn everything about this game. It's just too much. Like, so, um, it still gets really detailed in the higher level of play. And I haven't even dipped my foot into that. Like, mm-hmm. like me and my, my stack, my rank stack, some, we, I would say we are, uh, like, a smarter than the average group, but some of the, the pro league changes that we see, because, you know, they kind of like nerf and buff based off of pro league, some of those still like confuse us sometimes they like they they throw us off sometimes because like <laughs> the goyo change it makes sense because he had too much utility and then the jaeger change we all understand that and we haven't been affected by any rank but we know the pro league that's bro i know it fucked them up i know it did it had to like <laughs> mm-hmm. even if it hasn't even been implemented into it yet but i know they're changing everything because having those ads's having two ads stacked on one window <laughs> that same you a lot of time but yeah so i know that's it's actually all... that's an interesting perspective because if they're mm-hmm. i mean i would be curious about syntax and jay-z about your perspectives on this about are they balancing the game for pro league or are they balancing it for mm-hmm. um the rank stack or just public games because contrary to most other esports games the games are balanced for the single player pug matches and really not focused in one area or another it's mostly for individuals to be able to come in play and have fun and feel productive so that (laughs) it's not a hyper competitive environment because the majority of money comes in from casual players um so if you go look on the patch notes um it actually like whenever they they make a they make a change to the game they actually tell you what the target group is uh for that nerf or buff, you know, whatever. Um, but other than that, um, most of some of the things that they do, they try and um, cater around towards the esports scene because obviously, like, you know, that's that's the has the most visibility, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time, they they love to go ahead and fix certain things that uh, are frustrating um, for casual players. Um, that may not like be beneficial towards pro league but beneficial to the rest of the player base um you know because how how pro league uh, players handle things is obviously different from how uh casual players handles handle scenarios um which is why like 
um like casual was a, a minute longer than, than than ranked because you know all the competitive people they know how to play the game efficiently right on the casual players you know um one they're, they're just playing to have you know a, ca a casual time uh, but also at the same time like you know some people not may not be as 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 good as others so they give them extra time to do so so it's just it's just certain quality of life changes um that kind of help both sides of the of the table Mm -hmm. um yeah uh like one one change that wasn't technically f for pro league like one of the last ones i seen was i can't remember which one it was but given uh frost like the secondary shotgun to make rotates like you mm -hmm. think anybody in pro league is gonna care about that <laughs> like that doesn't that no. doesn't seem like that's something for the casual player because they think that frost isn't good enough or you know isn't useful enough but um i personally think frost is is slept on not not just because um her frost mats are easy to spot or they may get some some easy kills uh from a from the the less experienced players but her ma her main gun absolutely slaps and a lot <laughs> of people don't understand that yeah no nah, it, it's pretty fire bro it's pretty fire getting i i like to have a conversation about guns whenever it's whenever y'all down to get into it but um yeah, bro, I'm not going to come here with, like, any top-tier knowledge or anything. I'm literally just a ranked dude, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> trying to find my way. Well, I that's, time that's fair. Yeah, so, I mean, to your point about, you know, where does the balancing, where, who are they focusing on in the balancing? And it, I think this is a conversation that people have been having in the community for years, and it's mm -hmm. been a point of frustration for ranked players, uh, you know, when they're like, why are we seeing these changes that don't mean any sense to us? It's just because of that pro league scene but i think ubisoft is struggling with this internally as well you know like the money comes in from your silver players and your gold players that is where your majority of your player base is and that is you know where the most of the game is played but with these recent changes i think the game is taking further steps towards team coordination and it requires more of that at least to enjoy it and i don't know if in simply because you know my hours in siege have been accumulating and i just enjoy the game less if it's not in a comp you know 10 man kind of setting or it's simply because the game has indeed gone in that direction and i think there have been a lot of changes that have forced more teamwork with utility balancing and making mo like certain operators that used to be like you can lone gun this you know you could just completely go on the map and you put one gadget down and you're free free to go but now with all these changes i think we're seeing an increasingly team-based meta and that makes it harder at least in my opinion to enjoy the game alone or even with a couple of friends in unranked or in ranked like you can't run strats in ranked with three people because you know those two guys are gonna fuck everything up um yeah. <laughs> but uh you know when you get like simply just i think they're the game is heading more towards you have to have a five stack to enjoy it and i don't know how i feel about that you know because it's gonna I mean, possibly alienate a lot of those younger players or the newer uh less committed players but at the same time you make the game more interesting and more competitive for those people uh in like the collegiate community who really just want to play only in the competitive setting you know focused on 
you know the way competitive plays out because it is completely different to ranked and for good reason no <laughs> yeah. let let me um defend ubisoft a little bit here when they first made siege the point the point of the game and if you go look up a lot of the titles of the game the game is literally supposed to be a team-based tactical shooter right this isn't call of duty you know everyone wants to play siege like it's call of duty but it's not it's it's supposed to be a team game and that's what it's designed around right so the reason that people have more fun uh when they're playing as a team is because that's how it's meant to be played mm-hmm. um and when people are, are trying to play like call of duty and trying to be rambo um and they're they're getting killed and they're just not having fun well, that's that's because they're trying to play it in a way that's it's not meant to be played um and i think oh, that's I, what, I completely agree yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't trying to slam ubisoft or anything for that you know the way the game is going on oh, no, no, I, 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 get I, I do think that this is the right way for the game because it is like you said that's meant to be how the game is played it is a five versus five it's not a 3v2 or it's like not two players and another three players versus five it's you know you to enjoy the game the most it is simply you know sweaty five on five you know putting the strats down and really just uh grinding it out because um that that that, that, that's where i find my enjoyment you know sometimes ranked can get frustrating just because people resist the 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 meta as much as they can which works in ranked but like when you get to that higher level it's just doesn't quite you know land yeah you say sweaty five on five and i just imagine like this the sweat room sauna (laughs) situation just (laughs) 10 guys just staring each other down daggers and everything that's bro no he's right though because solo queue is fucking horrible like you have to be in you have to want you have to sit down and say i want to go through hell today if you about to solo queue like it's (laughs) it's fucking horrible and i feel like i feel that every time is that what i found is that um i have solo queued through every single rank i i did a little experiment one time and i solo queue literally through every single rank starting from copper to bronze to silver to gold to platinum right and as i in so i found out that um in copper nobody nobody talks at all right and this is this is on pc okay um nobody talks at all silver nobody talks at all um gold you get you start to get some talkers but not that many um when you get into platinum plat three you get some talkers but it's more of like uh shit talkers um you get into plat two the when people say that there's a distinct line between plat three and plat two they're correct there is a massive massive difference between a plat three player and a plat two player because you get into plat two um people are talking to each other everyone on the team is talking everyone on the team is serious everyone on the team knows their stuff um and they 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 play it as a team-based game get into high plat two it's even it's even more so um and so i think that's really what it comes down to is that um i think that the higher skill uh, the more the people are, are are playing the game that it's meant to be played and they're actually participating in the game if that makes sense yeah um when it, more to, like when you uh, i think what it really what i've found that is on the lower ranks people are playing the game they're i don't i don't want to say that they're just bad i want to say that 
they're playing the game without the worry of being sweaty, right? Um, they're kind of just hanging out and they, they want to play ranked without having to play casual. And so they just play ranked and they, they don't worry about increasing the rank. They just play the game to play the game. And that's perfectly fine. Um, the people are the more, that are more serious obviously tend to be in the higher rank. So um, my, my, I'll kind of jump in on that too, is that not only is it that people are picking to play the game and just kind of not worry about playing at a high level, being sweaty, being competitive the entire time. I also just, I also feel like that they don't teach the game of how it's quote unquote supposed to be played. They don't teach that communication. They don't teach the rotation holes. They don't give implications of any of that. Like there's, you think about the destruction on the map, you think about buck and blowing holes and playing either below or above and how that changes everything about how you defend a site or attack a site and everything like that that level of detail isn't really taught so you're you have to go outside to the community and to the content creators and to the highlights and to the esports to actually learn how to play the game better because when i go and i play solo queue i'm going to be playing for how i can play better and that's going to be mostly running and gunning that's going to be learning how to gun better and learning my weapons, learning better places to put my gadgets, but I'm not going to have any of the support from any of my team or the teammates, or I can never count on it or expect to have that. So if if Ubisoft is going to start balancing the game in a direction where they want that increased teamwork, doing something to teach the game a little bit better, I think would be an incredible step forward yeah for sure because the the situations bro i wasn't i started on health so i don't know how the game was when it first started but they made that when the game first came out they haven't updated them ever since right yeah so that that tell you all you you need to know like they put out i don't know how many operators since the beginning i know when it first started it was like one line bro it's like six lines ops now on both sides so Mm -hmm. you know like that alone just changes the game and then the maps are so much more complicated than they were at the beginning. And then the players are getting smarter as the game keeps growing. So it's like, yeah, the the system is outdated for sure. Like, and just like just like you said, bro. Like when I first started, I came in because somebody told me to come play on a free play weekend. I'm assuming it was like when the season just started. Some, and we were fucking lost, bro fucking drones rolling around we thought they were rcxds we thought we was about to die we thought that was like the worst thing in the world like um, and like the cameras it's just bro it's just a it's just such a completely different game and i wanted to talk about the like the five stack versus solo queue portion of it because like that's what makes siege so so addicting because when you finally find the the right five pieces to the puzzle and then y'all pull off a fucking mission and it just it just it's it's not in your game that give you that feeling that's why people hate the game and still come back every single day <laughs> like you, you can't get away from it it's nothing that's gonna give you this feeling so um i think what kept me in the game uh is is the uh honestly the the infinite possibilities right so like when i first started playing you know i was i was a i was a hard silver goal right as was everyone um but i got so frustrated from getting killed by people from ridiculous 
positions yeah. that I started. Um, one of my favorite pastimes to this day is to just go into a custom game and just destroy the map and just try and create the most ridiculous uh, strategies I can think of. And I am I am now that guy that you see in ranked when you're like, how in the world did this guy kill me from there? I'm I'm that guy now. Um, and but the thing, but the difference between me and somebody like coconut bra is that i don't i don't, I don't uh advertise um my strategies to the world and uh and nobody i you know the more that i play ranked and i use those things i can start to kind of see people use them more but me not like telling other you know all the different people about it allows me some sort of like ace up my sleeve right in certain situations I've always got some weird strategy for for a different site, and when things are going wrong, I can always switch up that weird strategy, and uh, enemy teams get get so mad about it. But it makes it makes my life so much fun. So the funny thing is, they probably gonna try themselves after after <laughs> next time they get on that map. So that's just how it works, bro. It's and you picking up, bro. You picking up strats from like people you die to. Like that's a perfect example. Like how many times have you? die from something crazy and then you're like bro i have to try that because that shit is nobody's <laughs> like you're not gonna see that no reals so mm -hmm. that's what makes siege so perfect bro honestly simple stuff like that yeah and i mean when when you compare games like try and compare rainbow six to something else like the closest you get in terms of complexity and possibilities you're looking at the mobas you're not yeah. looking like counter-strike deeply tactical and strategic but you're not going to get the same depth the the level design alone in rainbow six puts it on a different level and gadgets and item like they took itemization away from league of legends and added a very complicated map you'd get closer to rainbow six but then you put it in an fps and it's just absolutely absolutely diff like it, there's there's no other way to compare a MOBA to an FPS with the amount of finesse and control that you have. And when you get things like murder holes going on, the League of Legends has nothing that could do that unless you're talking like threading the needle of a projectile through uh, any of the forest. And like it just doesn't, but they don't have that. It's not a thing there. So no. Rainbow Six, its complication is on another tier. The possibilities are on another tier which is why those highlight reels, which is why I feel like it's such a success even on TikTok of getting these clips playing there. It's like, it's easy to digest that this is complicated and that the commentary is really hilarious because usually you have a five stack talking to each other or someone just goofing on the rest of their party, but you get, you get it in that moment and it's very quick to understand what happened. So I think that there's a hand lended to it's an opportunity for gamers to experience something that's not out there for other FPSs, as well as making sure that it's accessible by anyone who can just spend a minute and look at it. Mm. Cool. Well, I think the the point that you know both Jacuzzi and Syntax you both kind of mentioned was the hatred for the game, yet you're you know being pulled back constantly. And I, I think I don't think this is a unique thing to rainbow six siege how 
it seems that nobody has anything positive to say about the game almost ever and like on twitter and everywhere in the community people are just slamming ubisoft and slamming the game for everything um but people keep coming back because it's just so addicting and there's something about it that's so enjoyable um and it's just what makes this community so unique i guess to say because it's not often you get a community that unites behind hating a game and hating a company so much as rainbow six siege yet are you know hard stuck and addicted to the game um it is it, it's quite it's quite special and i think um you know it would not be the same community without that uh kind of hatred um but you know there are a ton of things that people wish changed in the game that i think everybody unanimously all the way from your coppers to your pros they want a firing range the thing that valorant introduced when they released the game a full firing range with bots you could test all your guns you could do whatever you wanted even run little small like situations like people want everyone wants that everyone does and it just has not been addressed even commented on by ubisoft you know some changes like putting a pause feature in a custom game uh was teased a couple years ago but it's taken five years to come out and from a production side of siege this is huge because not only does that not mean we don't have to rehost every two minutes but teams can take a tactical timeout instead of having to flip our router upside down and saying oh we have a sound bug or something like that <laughs> um so i think there are a lot of changes that that people want to see in this game happen and i think that would be productive for everybody um you know but overall my point would just be like it's interesting. It's an interesting community that we hate our game so much, yet we love it and are so committed that we talk about it on a podcast, for example. You know, it's just it's, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a hot take real quick. Um, Other than your frost hot take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pe I I firmly believe that people's hatred for the game is not actually toward the game. It's towards the people that they play against. And at the same time, the reason that people come back to the game is because those same people that they have a hatred towards um, that beat them, it strives it, it strives them to be better. And that's the reason they come back to the game is because they want to be better at the game, right? Um, they, they, they know that there's people out there that are better than them and they see how well that they're doing and they're like, I want to be like them. I want to be successful at this game, so I'm going to play my ass off and I'm going to get better at this game. Um, now, sure, there may be some uh, some things, uh, some mechanics about the game that may be frustrating, but I don't think anyone really has an, app, an actual like hatred towards the game. It's really towards, um, it's more towards themselves and the fact that they like want to get better, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I, th I think that's really what it comes down to. I mean, it, unless I'm wrong, is does anyone here actually like genuinely hate the game? You know. Well, the thing, the thing with me, because you know, it's kind of like life. Everybody, you always gonna have somebody that's better than you. So that part doesn't really get to me. Um, it's just some of the decisions that they decide to make and decide not to make. That shit. That's that's what bothers me because, like, with. One of the one of the main things that annoys me is how they're like with it seems like with every new season they're making the game more futuristic. And Siege isn't a game that needs to be futuristic like fucking Aruni. Like that shit that's you shit. know 
Like, I, I completely agree with you. I was, I, I've always kind of thought that as new operators came out, I'm like, you know, what happened to the operators that just have a fucking car battery? You know, like they just attached <laughs> to a garage door. Now we got, now we got people with fucking laser Holy grid. Lady. <laughs> yeah, like laser grid fucking defenses and shit. You know, like, yeah. um, are, are are we are we, you know, are we infinite warfare or are we modern warfare? You know, like, and it's not on. even like the aesthetic of it because yeah, she has a laser grid on the door. Fucking lasers, cool. But it's like, okay, they they brought her out the same season that they implement the jaeger nerf so okay do you want the projectiles to be caught or not you know what i'm saying like yeah that is it i don't know bro shit just seems backwards to me sometimes and, and it seems like they're confused themselves like somebody said it earlier like it seems like they're kind of having an internal battle with a lot of different decisions so mm -hmm. me as somebody that i would say for the most part i understand this game pretty good you know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I don't, <laughs> a lot of shit, I just don't understand why they're doing it or why they haven't done it. Like the firing range, sick. Everybody wants it. And another thing that they were talking about, like the theater mode, that would be sick for people like like pro league teams. I know they kind of go back and review their vibes and all that, their sales, but if they just had a theater mode to say, no, I was here and then I said this and you said you were doing this, but no, you were doing this. And then that would make it just so much easier to kill problems and get probably 10 times more coordinated i feel like like i feel like the theater mode would be really big i feel like if we could get, if we could get rocket league and fortnite's kind of replay mode where it's like here are the key moments that happens and you can pivot the camera and see everyone who's in relevant space that would be, be sick and, you know? i mean if you could write those events to the file and allow someone to harvest that data and be able to just put that out so that everyone can see where things happened better yet mm -hmm. you make it all streamable so it's just got a link and you don't have to do it all in client and you can just go to a website and browse mm -hmm. this stuff harvest mm -hmm. the data let people have access to an api or build their own thing that can harvest that stuff and give us some real true stats like yeah. show us efficiency with your gadget across all of the different operators that a player plays with money chef kiss right there yeah that would give me uh, a whole lot more to talk about right <laughs> exactly you know, i've always wanted to ask this joe you know you're you're game dev um why from from your point of view why do you think uh ubisoft like if a if a the entire community is calling for one specific feature in the game and this entire time they just haven't done it why why do you believe that is why do you believe that they're just refusing to put it in like say the firing range right firing range there's no good reason for i mean i'm sorry it's a <laughs> it's a map it could be super simple you could release it in like stage one where it's just a map and a target that refreshes every 20 30 seconds that should be easy to set up i mean they've got rounds set up that reset the map you could do something where you can set up a map like you could go into a, one of the maps that exist and then just have it set up to be like here's the firing area you add a prop that's a target and you don't have to build anything else uh you could go farther and farther you could go into that valorant setup where you got the gun range the distance marker the reader uh bots that show up and like yeah, difficulty modes for that kill 100 kill 50 whatever like all that stuff is simple by 
by the tools that I've experienced across different games and different genres, that kind of stuff, a level should be easy for them to set up. I couldn't even fathom why they wouldn't set that up. Like it's, I mean, the only other thing I can think of is that there's uh, programs and other developers that are doing things like aim lab that simulate rainbow six. And so they go, well, that, that program's already popular. Let them, they'll, they'll handle it. We don't have to worry about it. But I think not communicating that, not pushing players to that direction not answering the question from the community that's a mistake and other features like replays and a lot of that a lot of the other heavy technical lift it could just be outside of the scope of what the engine is capable of doing i mean if they built like say they built rainbow six off of like the assassin's creed engine like very incompatible games you shouldn't be doing that you should be building things tailor-made for the genre and the type of game with the type of events that you're looking at um, doing so it, it could be a technical resource that's just not available for them to really do replays mm -hmm. themselves are really difficult especially because you're tracking server side and client side events and you have to negotiate a lot of that so you, the authenticity and the accuracy you also have to worry about and if you can't get within a certain range of acceptance and for competitive players it's got to be in that 95 99 percent accurate otherwise they're going to go i can't trust this it's of little use to me and maybe they just haven't been able to get there and that's again uh, that's entirely possible and legit reasons for them not to publish anything about that at this point but to not communicate about it is the failure and i think that's the hardest lesson for ubisoft across esports across their development across wishlist items from the community they're just not talking to people we saw a lot yeah. of that in the collegiate yeah. leads and uh, Migs made a great point in uh, in chat. He said that uh, OG Hereford Bays had a firing range. Just do the same thing. That, that's just what I was thinking of as well. Simple, you literally bro. had a spawn point in the middle of a firing range. Just take that area, slap it into its own thing, and leave it. Players just want the ability to be able to pick any gun in the game, put on infinite ammo, and just hold down left click. That is all we want, really. You know, you want to be able to practice flicking, practice your aim in-game, you know, practice your recoil control. That was such an easy addition to the game. And so, uh, especially with the model already there in front of you. So, and it's an interesting point where we're at, for sure. And the yeah. alternate is that they give people a level editor to let the community start making their own maps, and then they'll fill that need as necessary. They'll fill every single need they will start flooding ubisoft with data about the types of maps that they want the types of content that they want that'll give content creators a whole lot more opportunity i mean just look what the the creator codes did for fortnite look what those uh creator cups did for that side of the community if you want to talk about being inclusive and making sure that you have a game that people want to come back to play for a long long time custom content is a very easy win to get a lot of that yeah it seems like they have an extremely specific idea in mind and they don't want anybody touching it that's what it seems like because i mean and i can't even be mad at them for that because shit, they built this and people are still addicted to it right now so i mean hey maybe maybe if they know broke, what they don't doing. fix it exactly so i don't know but 
um, unless y'all want to go like deeper into that, I want to I want to talk about the map banning thing because that's uh that's that's a really big thing in ranked right now, and I haven't Please. learned I haven't learned any of the last two maps that came out yet. Uh, skyscraper banned every time. Chalet banned every time, and I don't think that was the smartest thing because people are not going. They're just gonna be lazy, bro. They're just gonna pick the easy way out. They're gonna play the maps that they already know. They're gonna ban the ones that they don't know because I, they haven't put in the time for it. I, I agree. I think the map banning was, uh, I think it was good in theory um, and just bad in practice, right? Because yeah. um, I think they underestimated uh, the amount of uh, laziness that players have. <laughs> yep. Um, because I feel like when I, when I, play ranked in the map bands i feel like i'm playing the same like two maps every all, all night right either consulate bank or uh um club yeah clubhouse yep. that's it yep and, so uh, part of, like map banning makes sense when you have a large enough map pool now what we're looking at is that they introduce map banning without a large enough map pool so that everyone bans the same maps because they have they've been playing a lot of the same maps for so long and then they have when you add a rework it shouldn't be in the ranked playlist at all for a long time it should be isolated and quarantine leave that mm. to public play leave that to get a whole bunch of data on because they can still if you're not playing it in ranked you're still a plat two and you're playing it casually they can see what your actions are doing and they can di dice up that data about how plats are playing this game how anyone is playing this game and they can look at it and make adjustments from there so that's mm -hmm. an opportunity for them to learn from this but what we're looking at is they have a map ban function but they don't have a large enough map pool and they haven't been able to say we have a map pool where we're just going to take maps out of the ranked list and leave it in the public map and while those are going into development and being reworked or adding something else they haven't gotten to the a capacity that feeds both the player need for casual the player need for ranked and supporting a map ban like you look but, at yeah. world of tanks you get so many maps available and then they pull some out they'll rework them and then they rotate them in at another cadence but they have a stupid amount of maps and they're incredibly complicated for what that game is so they also know that there's a certain capacity that players can have in their brain. And you don't want to flood them with 20 maps at a random rotation because you'll never learn all of it. You'll never learn and play enough on that map to learn it. So there's a delicate balance that Rainbow Six has to strike, and they're just not there yet. I agree that the balance is definitely not quite there. Um, but I think overall, I think I disagree on the 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 like miss of the ban part of the thing in general i think as a player you know it used to be like playing since early days you every single map was a ranked map so you'd yeah. get plane you'd get yacht you get favelas you'd get all of these you'd get sky old skyscraper you'd get all of these maps that are you know in generally ob ob objectively garbage maps and you would get them in ranked with stuff on the line and you would just <laughs> drop your head chin and be like why did i queue again yeah. and like the fact that your enjoyment in a game was so could be so um a result of what map you get randomly assigned 
that I think honestly I think this was a positive change um, where I think the balance is off is you know like we saw them whittle down their map pool to maps that they you know talked about as competitively viable and the ones that they want to make players play on those like seven or eight maps in the ranked pool I think combining that because they, they had that before they had the ban the ban phase or like so you know maybe if you add a ban phase maybe you open it up to the larger pool of maps and maybe you have you know maybe your pick your maybe it's five maps you see and you vote instead of you ban um that way you you know i mean i guess in that way there's obviously going to be issues with that system as well but combining the two restrictions the here's your map pool and then the ban i mean what we see like like everybody mentioned i mean we that that is why we see the you're only going to play a handful of maps you're never playing chalet skyscraper canal you know you're you're never playing these i mean and i'm not mad about the canal thing i'm not one but um you're just not going to ever play these maps because players don't want to take the time to learn them or they just hate them so i think overall in my opinion positive change because it makes it more enjoyable as a player because i know when i queue i have a say in how much enjoyment i want to have out of this match or how much you know I have to worry about knowing the map or not um but i do agree with everybody that the balance is something that is missing see that's the funny thing though siege isn't about enjoyment it's about sweating and crying because so <laughs> that's the thing like the 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 horrible maps like like no it's a few people out here that like canal but i hate it you hate it apparently so okay we both hate it but i like it he so he likes it so <laughs> it, it's it's like parts of it that are cool Ain't we, ain't, they ain't the point. They ain't the point. Look, check this out. Check this out. So, you know the feeling. Like, hell, you saying? You get fucking canal or outback or something. Fucking head drop, disappointed. But you're like, all right, we gotta do this. We gotta, we gotta come to the occasion. And then if you get smacked on there, you're like, bro, we have to learn this map so we don't get smacked on it. So that's just like one of those things that Siege brings to the table. Like, it's just feelings, bro. Like. It ain't a lot of games that bring out emotions like Siege does because Call of Duty, you're like, man, fuck this shit, I'm leaving this game. But no, ranked, it's shit on the line. It's fucking, it's, it's maps you don't want to be on, but now you're here, so you got to deal with it. So it's because me, I play Siege to sweat. I come here to get my dreams crushed. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, you, it's just the game should be a struggle. I feel like that's how it should be. I don't think anything on this game should be easy because it's not an easy game it wasn't mm -hmm. built to be you came to come with five people and learn together and fucking lose together you know what uh go ahead joe i was just gonna say you'd be doing the rainbow six franchise a disservice if you made any bit of it easy the old school rainbow six games punishing like the legit punishing pc games so if they took that away and they tried going that Call of Duty route where it's just like run and gun at all times, not taking away anything from the skilled Call of Duty players, but it's a different skill and it's it's arcade dissimulation. Like the, it's yeah. Mario Kart to Forza kind of comparison in my mind. Like you can be good yeah. at both and there's a comp competitiveness to each, but Rainbow Six is more on that simulation side, which is why I hate murder holes and dying in one bullet and not knowing where it came from. But that's the yeah. game get sweaty get pissed like that's the deal <laughs> yeah well, good thing about that is is they're they're tr right now they're trying to decide whether or not um they want to make bullet holes completely visible or not visible at all um 
So like if when you shoot something, it doesn't even make a, you can't see through the bullet hole, right? Or if you do make a bullet hole, it's really visible. Um, so you don't get, so you don't get killed by a bullet hole through a barricade into your spawn. Uh, see, I anyway. can, I can appreciate that because there's already so many angles you have to check and be knowledgeable of where another person might be depending on their operator choice. Like you have to know that. And that's part of that map knowledge. When you add the fact that a single bullet hole anywhere <laughs> in that entire angle sweep could be your death like yeah. that's impossible to plan for and it feels like the game is cheating more than you got outplayed mm -hmm. not for sure no bullet holes yeah. are cheap that's easy you know uh you know i had, i went to um the major in, in raleigh last year i believe it was right um and i i sat down and had a, a pretty long conversation with uh with jeremy dowsett one of the level designers um and we were, you know, we were outside smoking and, and just chatting for a while. And I was just asking him about, like, you know, his perspective on level level design and, um, like, why they decided to, like, rework a lot of the maps. Um, and they said that, like, when the game was originally made and they made their maps, um, they didn't underestimate or they, they didn't um, take into account um, how smart players would be um they underestimated players abilities to 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 find ridiculous ways to play the game um and so once they started realizing that like okay like we messed up because players are are are, are becoming way too smart at this game so like when the game first came out like playing in favela those maps were okay like i remember playing favela and it was fun but as player the player base started evolving and becoming smarter about playing the game those maps immediately then became terrible because people were finding dumb ways to play the game <laughs> and that's and that's what he was saying is like um the way that they thought the game was going to be played the maps were good but when people started uh changing the the entire play style of the game uh the maps became bad and so they're like yeah we have to we're having to look to relook at literally every single map um yeah. because of that so that's something else i was going to talk about too the the map reworks um it seems like they do a little bit too much on the map reworks because i i haven't even i've been a skyscraper maybe like a total like two hours maybe and it wasn't like on some like detailed inspection i was just in there playing it on cash so you know so i could learn where everything is see how much they changed it skyscraper is at least from my first few looks at it um one of the closer to a hit than a miss on a rework because it seems like they change a little bit uh we gonna grab them okay uh it seems like they change a little bit too much at times um where they know the main problems that should be fixed on the map like how how they did on chalet like i really like uh how they did uh snowmobile garage like they put the filing cabinet there so you could still like have some pressure on the garage door when it gets a breach but you still you got two different ways to watch from blue now so you know so it's it's still a hot spot to be at but at least you have cover from something because at first all you had was like the bomb to sit on maybe and you was probably gonna die from that 
most of the time. But um, I haven't played Skyscraper in Rain, so I don't know, you know, the spots for that. Geisha, they put that big thing in the middle of the room, whatever that is. Um, so you could still hold the wall. It still has some protection from the window. And, but the same thing is uh, you coming from, what is it, Terrace, I think. And then you still got the stairs to worry about. So um, those are two like pressure points that I feel like they did really good. But um, it's Canal. Can y'all like tell me how Canal has changed? Because I didn't play the original one because I only came in at health. So I didn't see what uh, that was like in rank. I'm trying to remember. I played the old Canal a ton, but uh, it's been so long that... Um... I don't re really remember, but it's so hard to remember the old format of some maps. Like, like mm -hmm. where exactly did they change it? Because, mm -hmm. but canal like there's two bridges now. Like up in like we I, I call it new bridge because that's what it is. But like over <laughs> in like printer going towards like the 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 buildings were fully separated. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they the buildings were fully separate, and the only thing connecting them, like the roofs, did not connect. The only thing connecting them was the bridge in between where the spawn peaks happen from um and uh kayaks was crazy different there was no blue staircase that just didn't exist it was just the main stairs and trench scuba and that entire side of the map was not a thing it was simply like a big old garage wall where all the yeah, hard breach went that. yeah yeah oh, okay. um and uh you could easily run out from like the other side in like garage on the bottom of i don't know how it works now because i don't go down in there anymore but on the bottom side of that other building you could like run out of that garage and like see everybody in because there was no run out timer when you were in the garage itself and mm -hmm. you could see fully outside through these big gaping doors <laughs> and you could have full sight onto kayak wall and yeah, it, it, was it was a mess it was where i love to sit with um was cade available when the old i forget i sat out there with with some powerful weapon and i would just sit behind the car and they're sitting there trying to hard breach and just shoot them right in the head as they're trying to put the thermite charge on yep. you know it was it was just it was way too open and the the reason that a lot of these reworks happen is they're like a lot of players are saying you know why are they reworking this map or whatever it's because if you go look at statistics um I'll, i would say that almost every single map is is defender favored right the entire game has been def defender favored um for a while and um the reworks are supposed to um give attackers more options instead of having everyone feed through two tiny little doorways right um that everyone can just and there's too much utility now that like even if the old if they saw the old format you just put literally all your utility on both doorways and like nobody would ever be able to get in ever um and so having a lot more options for the attackers makes the game um play a little bit more smoothly and less frustrating so yeah. okay last topic and this was something jacuzzi wanted to get to earlier we'll keep it short and sweet favorite or least favorite weapon and why and what you would do to improve it if you choose your least favorite weapon. Start with syntax. Um, currently, my favorite weapon, and everyone's gonna laugh, um, but you probably laugh because you haven't used it, is the uh, the ACS twelve. Yeah. 
um, on Maestro and Alibi, the shotgun. I was like, why in the why in the fuck are you running that? <laughs> well, it's it's a slug shotgun that has a scope on it. Um, that's all I need to say. Uh, if if you can if you can if you can aim, uh, you can slap people around with it. I can't tell you how many times I have gone into ranked games. I've uh, been playing uh, Alibi with the ACS-12. People are like, you're, you're an idiot. Like, why are you throwing? And I get, like, a 4K with it, and people are like, this guy's a god. Like, what what is going on, you know? Like, I'm like, bro, everyone sleeps on this gun. It's so much fun, and nobody ever uses it. And I think a lot of people are starting to use it now. Like, I saw um, a joystick a uh, couple uh, months ago in Pro League use the ACS-12. Uh and get get a, and got a 4K on it. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes. No more people are starting to use this gun. Um, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my my least favorite gun, I would have to say. I'm trying to go through all the guns right now in my head. Um, I would have to say the. I would have to say the F2 is my least favorite gun. <laughs> Damn. Um, and not just because it's ridiculously good. It is a good gun, but um, I just I just don't like it. Um, it it shoots way it shoots way too fast, and it just has a ton of recoil. I mean. Unless you're just yanking the you're yanking your mouse down every single time you use it, um, it's just not a practical gun to use. Uh, and since they buffed her DMR, it's her DMR is really good. And if you can if you can aim, if you have your if you have first shot precision, her DMR is a lot better than the F2. Uh, it's got 21 bullets. It's it. A massive magazine you can just unload with that thing um so if you have any sort of uh precision and a good trigger finger the dmr is 10 times better than the f2 um and i i don't know i guess that's my only reason i i like pretty much every gun in the game um yeah i, I think that the f2 is probably my least favorite <laughs> i mean I consider myself a Twitch main because she was the first operator that really worked for me, and the F2 is the first weapon that felt right to me after coming from so many other shooter games. So it's funny that you absolutely hate it, but it's like it's my vibe right from the get-go. Uh, pretty, I can pretty much say any of the secondary weapons are my least favorite. Any of the pistols, I absolutely just... I, I either don't live long enough to pull it out and practice it with it regularly hello, I need a gun range for God's sake. Or like, I just, I just never end up doing well whenever I get a pistol out. And it's just half the, half of the time it's like, I don't get them out often. Like there's no pistol around like in Valorant or CS. Like, so there's no reason to pull it out unless you are out of bullets and you know, you don't have time to reload. That mm-hmm. comes down to very few circumstances when you're solo queuing and you have no communication from your teammates. <laughs> So it's just really hard to get into that practice of pulling it out and using it for a good reason. So secondary weapons, my least favorite, just because 
they're impractical for a very bad player or someone who's solo queuing without any sort of communication. You know what I found interesting? Um, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just crazy. But uh, with the with pistols, all the to me, all the pistols feel different. Um, even though that aiming is all the same, some pistols I am dead shot accurate with, and some pistols I am absolutely terrible with. Why? I have no idea. I don't know sure. if it's the same with anybody else. Like, like with the five seven uh, USG, I am dead shot accurate with with uh, Buck and uh, Frost pistols. I'm dead shot accurate. I, God forbid, I hit a shot with Caviar or, or Capitao's pistol. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I revolvers don't. Revolvers too. Okay. I can't hit shot with the revolvers either. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but. Hmm. All right, Jay Z. What about you? I don't know. I, I get. I only have a favorite gun. I'd say my favorite gun simply because I feel like it's always hated on is Thermite's five five six. Um, okay. I'm a big. I'm a big fan of that gun because I just love the way it shoots. I love getting one taps with that thing. Um, I love the pop it makes. Uh, but I think people pe people hate on Thermite's gun for some reason. But honestly, I I, I love it. So I'll go with that. That gun slaps. I don't yeah. know. Least favorite. Oof. Um. I mean, I struggle with pistols as well. I, 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 for some reason, I can't seem to aim. The way the iron sights work, I just cannot click heads with the pistols at all. That's just because I'm terrible. But um, I think it's either pistols or, you know, the MPX is a great gun. Fire rate is king, of course. But the fact that it does, like, negative two damage to the body <laughs> really bugs me. Because, <laughs> like, I'll empty a mag into somebody when I'm, like, running out as Valkyrie as I, like, on a rappel. And then they don't die. It's because I missed their head, obviously. But, like, I'll put 100 rounds in their body, it feels like, with an entire mag. And it just doesn't kill them. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Pea shooter. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, For me... I think I got a. I think I got a slept on gun, bro. The MP5K, I, I, bro, I love the MP5K. So, angle, hold on. It's kind of a tie between that and the FMG, cause it's it's always, a, like for a pro league, the better option is always a shotgun. You need rotates and all that shit, of course. So, you know, it's just not even viable to pick it in like super high top tier. But in ranked, it's just it's like the perfect balance of uh shit fire rate and damage because it shoots fast and you can kill somebody in the body like you're not gonna walk away from a lot of gunfights if you hit all your shots you gonna mostly mostly win those so i like the mp5k a lot especially since they add the 1.5 to it and least favorite gun probably Cavs m12 like it's like kind of it's kind of horrible is that the yeah. grease, is that the grease gun or yeah, uh, yeah. okay yeah, um, yeah, I don't even terrible. play Kev, but it was yeah, like a two fire rate. <laughs> exactly. So somebody could literally quick peek out in between your bullets and cap you in the head unless you hit them in the head first. Well, and... it's because that's, that her gun is literally a World War II weapon. I don't know if you guys have noticed. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's why it's called. It's literally go look up a, a grease yeah, gun. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's a German gun, a grease gun. Yeah. Yeah. So that shit is horrible. So pick the shotgun on Kev every time more of the story yeah i i agree i actually like when cav first came out i remember okay i'm gonna try a new operator i'm not i'm gonna be like start expanding my horizons try and get a little bit better understand how this operator is going to be 
abused against me because I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna stand a chance. But I had such a bad week with her, just like not feeling any of the guns, any of the weapons, the pistol, the grease gun. I tried it all. I tried. I <laughs> legit tried. Okay, like I'm gonna look at the stats. We're gonna understand this. We're gonna like just go and try and just hardcore lean into it. I could not make heads or tails of any of my performance, whether it was like, hey, look at that quad kill you got in a round. Could not replicate it for the life of me for like the next week. Like, okay, I don't get it. So I, I completely get on that. But like to hear Syntax and even Jacuzzi talking like pistols, eh, like, yeah, hot, hit or miss, like can't tell. But then JC and I go and hate pistols. We're bad at the game. It's not on us. It is pistols. I'm going to just go ahead and go and say that right now. It's not on us. So we've gone over quite a few topics. I appreciate you guys coming out and talking with us. Great conversation. We'd love to have you guys back again, maybe in a little bit after like the spring season, see how updates and patches roll out, see how everybody's holding on to the new community. But I want to give you guys a chance to do a shout out to your communities. Let my community know how they can keep in contact with you all, what content you're making, what you're up to. And we'll go ahead and go with Jay-Z on this one first. Sure. Well, only social I need to plug is my Twitter. It's Jay's Wills R6. Um, uh, same as spelled uh, on the overlay there if you're uh, watching. But um yeah, I usually just post where I'm, I'm uh, casting. But other than that, I'm just casting most nights of the week, usually CEA or CR6. I'll be doing most matches for uh, CR6 winter, um, which is going to go on between now and the spring season. Uh, so I'll be doing all of those. You can find me there. You can find me over at SCS, uh, casting a variety of those matches, usually on Thursday nights. Um, yeah, and you, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll always see where I'm where I'm headed. Sometimes I get a chance to do something bigger. I did a um, pretty big CCS Nerd Street Gamers uh, tournament uh, the other day with you know twenty five hundred dollar prize pool and big invitational coming up uh, in February. So that's going to be in interesting. So just follow follow me on Twitter and you can see all that. Rad Jacuzzi. All right, man. Well, first off, shout out Swim Team, my community. They the only reason I'm here right now. So shout out them, everybody. Um, and yeah, bro, if you want to find me on anything, it's literally jacuzzi everywhere. Uh, J U H C U Z I. Uh, I'm like I mentioned earlier, coming from console to PC. So, uh, if you miss the old rank days, because it sounds like y'all talking to a, a higher level community than uh just some rank gunners. So. If you miss uh, the rank vibes and the rank scene, seeing how that goes, I can give y'all some of that on my Twitch. I uh, I'm I literally just uh, quit my job to be a full time streamer, so yeah, I'm about to be streaming a lot, uh, a lot of siege on there. Um, TikTok, I don't know if anybody here cares about TikTok. <laughs> TikTok jacuzzi, Twitter jacuzzi, Instagram jacuzzi. Same thing for YouTube too. There you go. Congrats on the jump to full-time content creator, and good luck with that. That's going to be That's an huge. uphill battle, but it's huge. It's a big step, and so congrats and good luck. Thanks, man. Syntax, everyone knows where you're at, but why don't you give it a shout-out anyway? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, at SyntaxGG, um, on Twitch at Syntax underscore GG, and then uh, on YouTube at SyntaxGG, so... Nice. And I'm at Warlocker Call pretty much everywhere. If you hit up the Linktree link in my Twitter profile, it'll take you everywhere. As far as the podcast goes, 
Again, link in the link tree. But for everyone listening, anchor.fm slash check your six with the numeral six there. Uh, that's where you can listen to the latest and greatest each week. This is actually the last podcast of the year. We're going to take a couple weeks. I'm going to work on that mega spreadsheet, trying to get some data from all the collegiate leagues so that we can talk specific players, teams, performances, all that stuff, and be ready to talk spring season as that gets rolling. So I'm going to be nose deep in spreadsheets. But feel free to keep sending in the messages and the feedback and what you want to talk about or if there's any events going on that you want to raise the signal on you can reach myself at warlocker call is normal but for the podcast for syntax and i and future guests to comment on anchor.fm slash check your six slash message and that will give you a direct line to the podcast and we will keep in contact with everyone going forward but for check your six this is the end of the year